All righty, ladies and gentlemen, let's get it. Let's set up the vibe. We got a special episode this week, but we got to start it off like this. Rest in peace to the legend. Rest in peace to the icon. Tina Turner. You must understand the touch of your hand makes my folks react. That it's only the thrill of boy meeting girl opposites attract. It's physical. Try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? It may seem to you that I'm acting confused when you're close to. got cause to be there's a name for it there's a phrase that means yeah turn it with me I'm one of the greatest to ever do it Lucifer Cause a nigga really got it 
Fat boy, rich nigga with an appetite. Count money all night under the candlelight. Spinning vinyl, Teddy P or is it Lionel? Not a model, but I know I be idle. Big bank sparking, we without a lighter. On fire, cause I'm just a different writer. Practicing social distance with all these snitch niggas. Guess he jealous cause I had his favorite bitch with us. Big bucks, stepping out of big trucks. Stepping on my feet to get you fucked up. Got the squad with me and all they did was give me love. Foot locker 20 deep, a nigga spin a dub. G wagon for my bitch, that girl go live it up. Death row, that's for these niggas, I'ma hit them up. Machiavelli is all eyes on me. Pinky rings is still MOB. Yes, 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 wait, run it back, run it back, run it back, yes, welcome in, welcome in to the Bros Who Think Podcast, I'm your host, Mr. Burn, aka Youngboy D-Wiz, aka the People's Champ, aka Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building, yes, ladies and gentlemen, look, we rock, in the words of Jason Derulo, we riding solo, we riding solo, solo, it's a Linden only pod this week. My man Jazz will be back next week. Him and Lil Reg will be back next week. Jazz had a uh, one of his homies uh, was doing a going away show, and I was like, Jazz, go, go do that. So, but we got a very special guest today. Don't worry, just because you're not just gonna hear my voice, but I will talk in the beginning about some things that uh, we got to talk about. But we have a very special guest today. We have New York comedian. My friend, I, I call her a friend. I like, I think, I think, I think we think we're friends. Uh, Savannah DeZormo. I'm super excited about her coming on the show. Uh, for those that may not know, Savannah is a not only a comedian, she's a host at uh Soho House for a comedian event. She also hosts uh, a New York show called Cherry on Top Comedy. She is a host of a sketch show, and she is the voice of uh Nora on Indolent Allen on Adult Swim. Yes, 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 yes. So super excited about having her on the show today. We'll be getting into that shortly. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time hearing my voice. We will discuss who won the poll of the best white rappers. We're going to do this this week, but because I'm not doing that without Jazz. So when Jazz comes back next week, we will discuss who won the poll of the best white rappers and discuss if y'all were right. And I'm going to be honest. They got a lot of Eminem dick sucking out there. Yeah, I said it, and it might sound harsh. I'm going to look in the camera because I'm going to quote this. Y'all got, y'all voted too much for Eminem, and that shit pissed me off. Oh, man, that pissed me off. How y'all not going to vote for Mac Miller? Like, what? We we you disrespecting the god Mac Miller like that? And I and I get it. I get uh Eminem's this guy. Well, come on, man. Y'all know, I know, damn show. Half the niggas that voted for Eminem does not listen to him. That was a, oh, we voting for him just cause. And I'm and I know my nigga don't care about this, about me saying what he what he uh sent me. Uh because that's my guy Chris. Shout out to Chris. And I'm probably I'm gonna talk to Chris about coming on to talk about that next week. Uh Chris said, I hate all these folks who said Eminem. I was like, I went you, my nigga. <laughs> he was like, Eminem has done irreparable damage to hip hop fans. It's easily Mac Miller or Paul Wall. And I was like, yeah, why not people not showing love to Paul Wall? But I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for next week. Really quickly, though, NBA playoffs heating up. Like, the Nuggets, I'm giving the Nuggets all the credit in the world. I'm saying it right now. Jokic is the best player in the NBA. He is the best player in the NBA. He can do it all. Pass, rebound, score, 
Jokic, when they need buckets, he goes and gets it. That's what I like about Jokic. And when there's time to uh, get people involved, he knows that. There's, they are also, the different Nuggets are also the best duo in basketball right now. Easily. Jamal Murray, excuse me, Jamal Murray reminds me of Stephen Curry, but this is the big difference. Steph shoots better than him, but Jamal can get to the cup better than Steph, and he's more aggressive. I'm not saying Jamal Murray's better than Steph Curry. Steph Curry's a generational talent, uh, the second best point guard of all time. I'm not saying that, but I see shades of Steph Curry's range abilities from Jamal. He doesn't shoot it as well, but what he does that helps Denver is the fact that he can shoot it deep, but he's not afraid to get to the hole anytime they need. And the unsung hero were two people, Aaron Gordon for getting a bunch of rebounds, offensive rebounds. He was killing AD on a glass. And then Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. would hit the right shots at the right time when Denver needed a bucket. It was like anytime the Lakers started going on a run, or anytime there was a, a, a momentum shift, Michael Porter would hit the jumper and dead that, and Denver would get back, you know, doing their thing. So very proud of Denver. Very uh, excited for what Denver brings. I'm going to try to get a guest on for next week to break down uh, the finals matchup because we should know who the finals matchup is after this weekend. But, and I'll get to Miami and Boston in a second. LeBron was smart. And talk, uh, considering retiring after he got swept, he made it to where the narrative wasn't, oh, LeBron got swept, or Denver's winning. No, the narrative is, oh, no, are we about to lose LeBron? Like, that was brilliant. And I, like I said, I think I need to have Justin on and a couple other people to discuss the impact of LeBron, Melo, and Wade. Because with Melo retiring, LeBron is the only one left from that class. And that's a generation of basketball that we're missing. That's my generation. I grew up on Kobe, Shaq, Melo, LeBron, and Wade. Like that, and Tim Duncan and Tony Parr. I mean, you keep going, but that's the generation. And we're seeing them go. LeBron is literally the only one left. Him and Chris Paul and Udonis Haslam. So I want to discuss the impact of that era. Who were some of the best of the eras? That's an episode that we're going to do in the future. I want to get a good panel together for that. But definitely our guy, Justin Baptiste. I'm going to try to get Charles and a couple, and, and probably Schubert, get the classic primetime group so we could do that. Also, real quick, a little bit of, uh, just a little, since I said Schubert's name, make sure you check out Bros Who Binge that we dropped today. Make sure you check that out. By the time you're hearing this, it is out. Schubert and I discussed all the news for the week and did a, a small succession review and plan for our big succession review next week. But that's just a little housekeeping business. Also, now when it comes to Miami, Miami better win. Look, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, the next game is Saturday. So you're hearing this on a Friday. The next game is tomorrow. If Miami doesn't win that game, I don't want to be the guy that says, oh, they lose, but it's going to be tough, man. Miami needs to close it out. Uh, and again, the issue last night to me, let's go to the box score. Bam Adebayo had 16 points. Jimmy Butler had 14. They can't win like that. They can't win like that, especially when Tatum and Brown are giving you 21 apiece. Bam Adebayo has to be between 18 and 24 points. Jimmy Butler has to be between 25 and 30, and they win. If Jimmy's 20 to 25, then you're going to need someone like Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, someone else to step up. Losing Gabe Vincent kind of hurt them. But, I mean, Highsmith came in and gave him 15 points, which you couldn't expect. But Miami needs to get this done. Again, I'm putting the blame on Bam Adebayo. If you are a superstar, if you are a superstar, 
if you are an all-star, if you are one of these foundational pieces for this team, then you got to get it done. That's not going to cut it. If, if we're going to slander AD, if we're going to slander AD like we have, Bam Adebayo, you getting slandered, brother. You got to step it up. You got to play better. I don't like what I saw from him. When they win, Bam has 20 points, 20 plus. Also, it's not good. Eight rebounds? Eight rebounds? Bruh. Eight rebounds? No wonder why the Celtics won. Like, every time Miami has won, they have out-rebounded them. Uh, and look at it right here, 36 to 37. Miami, Boston out-rebounds. I know it's about one, but that matters. That matters in the grand scheme of things. 16 turnovers as well. 20 to 16 turnover ratio. 20 assists to 16. That's not going to cut it for Miami. They got to be under 10 turnovers with over 25 assists. If they get that done on Saturday, they will win. And look, if they don't win on Saturday, Boston might make history. So that's my NBA playoff talk. Uh, we'll give us another video again. We'll, we'll have a bunch of NBA stuff coming out next week. Don't y'all worry about it. I'll have the coverage for you. Real quick, though, I got to say, and I know he wouldn't mind me saying this, let me just let y'all know. Caleb Brown sent me something last night. Shout out to Caleb Brown, and I'm going to clip this. Caleb Brown sent me something last night. Let me look into the camera. What this brother sent me last night to listen to? Ooh, you niggas better watch out. Ooh. I'm going to just tell y'all what I told him. I said, yo, that beat is dumb. You ate that hoe. And I'm glad you kept it just bars. And look, the beat switch, the chorus. Chef's kiss, and I know he's not going to mind me saying that. Whatever Caleb Brown is about to drop, not only does Baton Rouge need to be ready, not only does Louisiana need to be ready, the world needs to be ready. This guy is making his claim as one of the best rappers on the planet, and I believe that, and I'm excited to talk to him about whatever it is he's about to drop. Y'all be on the lookout for that. I'm just letting y'all know, a little inside info is going down. Also, some more housekeeping. June the 3rd, June the 3rd, June the 3rd, June the 3rd. That's next Saturday. It is going down. BWT Live. Yes, BWT Live. Me and Jazz will be in Baton Rouge. We have an event where Jazz will be DJing. We will have an industry Q&A panel with Jalen Quinn, uh, Swiger, Adam Dallas, Jira, myself, and Jazz, where we talk about the music industry, the media industry, podcasting, production, uh, the, the music and media industry as it relates to Louisiana. It's going to be an amazing conversation. And then the main event, I'm interviewing Jaira about his new album because Jaira, just like I said about Caleb Brown, Jaira made his claim to be the best rapper from Louisiana, one of the best rappers on the planet with his last album. And he's touring. I'm excited to talk to him about that. That's why I haven't talked much about the album because I'm saving it for the live event, which we will be trying to record so you all can see it. Again, June the 3rd, 5 p.m. at Yes We Cannibal. The address is 600 Government Street, Baton Rouge, Louisiana at 5 p.m. You don't want to miss it. BWT Live. But with that being said, let's get into our interview with Savannah DeZormo right now hello bros who think fans and the community i'm ecstatic so last week we had a comedian on we were, we're doing a little run on comedians right now and again similar to last week this comedian i went to school with she was a grade older than me i actually took theater with her i'm pretty sure we did a play together 
I'm like, I'm like 90% sure. So like we've acted together and much, she's much better than me. Let me just point that out much, much better miles ahead. And she, not only is she still an actress, but she is a comedian. We have Miss Savannah DeZormo on the pod. Savannah, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What a what a glorious intro. <laughs> Look, I, I try, I try. Like that's that's one of the things I, I you, you got to set the person up the right way. Of yeah. course. How, yeah. R- real quick, how do you think if how do you think our drama teacher would feel if she saw me interviewing you right now? <laughs> for your comedy, Miss Movasagi. <laughs> I mean, shout out Mova. Um, you would love it. I, I mean, I actually stay in touch with her because her oh. her daughter goes to school with my little sister. Oh, so okay. We cross paths a lot. I'll be, you know, I'll be going to back to our school for graduation to watch my sister graduate. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, next time you see her, tell her I said hello, even though I will. I'm in the same town. I never go back. I can like, text ever. her. I'll text her. <laughs> yeah, text her, tell her I said hello. Okay, but great. This is awesome. Excited to have you on. We've had you on in the few, in in the past before, but and a lot of things. <laughs> exactly, because as as we both continue to climb the mountain, I'm gonna always ask you back on, and then when we're at the top, we'll be like, "Holy shit, we knew each other in high school." Great. Here we are. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I will just say it's so great to see you flourishing as well. Like, uh, thank you. This For is real. a cool gig, and. I feel like you've got the personality and the like voice for this kind of thing. So it's cool to see you doing your Yo, thing. Thank you. That means so much. And look, I'll tell you as like, I don't just because I'm talking to you and I don't care that this is on the pod, but I took some acting classes because I interviewed uh, one of the voice actors of uh, Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't matter who the character is, but Let's go. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, interviewed him. And basically he's from Lake Charles, which I didn't know small world worked at the sister station to uh, my station. And basically a lady put me in contact with him and I was like, Hey, how do I get into voice acting? And basically mm-hmm. he, he was like, well, you know how to control your pitch and the timing and everything because of the radio, but you need to take acting classes. So I, I've been taking a bunch of acting class. Like I'm on my third one uh, this semester. And basically he was like, once you feel comfortable, send me a demo. So I'm going to try to get into voice acting next, Savannah. That's the next Let's goal. Go. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of someone who's in it, like I said, a lot of things have changed since the last time we talked. You have just been balling and doing your stuff. <laughs> one, of the fir- one of the things that I'm so excited to talk to you about is you are a voice actor on an adult swim show. Talk to me about that. What was that like getting the gig? And now that you have the gig, is it surreal? Um, well, okay. So a very cool. It's a very cool show. It was, uh, produced and written by a friend of mine, which is how I got the like audition and eventually the, the Hell yeah. um, we're not sure. Cause it, it's a very, it was a very short lived thing. Cause it was like for their, their new basically mm-hmm. digital department. So yeah. Cause, only- cause Warners did a whole shit show with Max and everything. And like, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's a whole another. They can cut. Of they cut a lot of their animation, which upsets an yeah. animation fan like myself. But it only it mostly lived on their YouTube um, gotcha. department. But at first I was like, oh, that's kind of like lame. I'd rather it be on normal TV. But honestly, I feel like most of the things I watch are on YouTube. So I'm like, exactly. honest, that's where everybody's watching things. Like whatever. Um, and I don't think it's surreal. <laughs> that's what's up though. 
it's i mean it's not surreal in that it like it, it we we made it and that was like a very short process on my end because i was just the voice actor and then we kind of are just waiting to see what's next what, if anything will come of that um even if nothing comes of it like Hey, it's on your IMDb. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, super cool thing, and and I um. So yeah, it was just like a very. It was it was a series of shorts, and it had like one. I guess you call it, call season, and uh, and then that's that. So and it's it's still on YouTube. What's the name of the? It's uh in the, it's yeah. something Allen. I I can't. Indolent Allen. Yeah. Indolent okay. Allen. Yes, Allen. sir. And it's, it's very like stoner. Comedy. It's, it's hilarious to me. I watched like two episodes of it just because I had to hear your voice. And I was like, okay, look, Savannah. Like, it makes me <laughs> want to watch more. Tell the people a little bit about your character and who you play. Um, Sure, yeah. I play, uh, her name's Nora, and she's a, a student. I think they're freshmen. She's the same grade as the main character. Yeah, it's Alan. And she really just wants to... Um, take advantage of the fact that Alan is willing to DJ a party for free because he's kind of like a loser in her world, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I am sure he's not a loser to him, (laughs) but uh, yeah, she's just sort of like a, a, you know, a party girl um, that gets her heart broken and then seeks revenge. (laughs) Awesome. You can check it out. All you have to do is YouTube Indolent Alan and it's there on Adult Swim's YouTube. Y'all should definitely check that out. So, now that uh, I was just excited because I'm a big Adult Swim fan my whole life, do you have any uh, aspirations past this to continue voice acting? Sure. I mean, I won't say no to it. It's definitely yeah, sure. like, uh, I'm sure you're getting a taste of it as you're starting to kind of train for it. It's, it's like a, it's its whole own world. Completely uh, different than acting on a state, like how we did yeah, plays. I mean, I definitely movie. wasn't like seeking out voice acting when it came so I got it because I'm friends with the one of the people who created it. Um, but I'm t- obviously I'm so down. I mean, it's like it's so it's a really cool process to be a part of because you like go you go in and you record a couple takes of each, you know, of each line. And then a couple weeks later, there's this finished thing. <laughs> and it's like it's not the same as being on set in a good way. Like it's uh, very different. And it's it, it's so interesting to me because you're creating before you see the uh like the the character because in acting you get to read the script you get an idea of like okay this is how they want me but because there's no real visual for you you're creating a voice almost it's like you're creating this character in your mind did you did you have a way that you saw your character before it actually came out and did those those visions align? Um. So. I think I'm I'm scared to butcher this, but I do. I hope I'm not misremembering this. But the way that the animator did things, because the the um, the creator of it, he did all the animation as well. Um, oh, that's you, dope. you can check him out at at Space Skits, which yeah. he's got. I think he's got a bunch of like viral cartoon clips. He's really talented, really funny writer. Um, he already had it animated as far as like the beat okay nice and then once he got the voice acting in i think he then animated the mouth moving so you Um, knew what it looked like before you even i knew what she looked like yeah i think unless i'm literally making that up but i don't think i am yeah for sure but yeah i definitely i at least knew what she looked like Mm -hmm. 
it um yeah how hard was it crafting the voice of of her um sort of not how easy was it yeah either <laughs> way it's uh it's pretty much me i mean it's like it wasn't it wasn't a huge uh workout Jump. as far as voice acting goes i kind of like when i auditioned i was like i gave them a couple versions of like here she is as like a ditz. Here she is more grounded, and here she is as a, a huge. Bit, uh, can I curse? Yeah, go ahead. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it has the little e when you, when people listen to the podcast. It has the little e next to it. We're explicit. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Um, so and they wrote back and they were like, "Yeah, we like her as a bitch." I was like, "Nice, <laughs> <laughs> awesome." So, so it's me plus bitch, which is sort of just me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now let's transition to a little comedy. Uh, you're the host of, of Soho House NYC, Cherry Top Comedy? Yeah, so those are two different shows, Two actually. different shows. Talk to me about them. Yeah, so I run two shows in New York. Uh, one's in Brooklyn, one's in Manhattan. And um, one, Cherry on Top, uh, kind of a play on the name, is it's we host it inside of ice cream shops. Oh, nice. So people that come can, like, enjoy some ice cream and um so that's one and then the other one is uh yeah it's at it's at soho house uh which is like a kind of members only club in yeah a little bougie a little, a little bougie a little bougie, <laughs> a little bougie. uh so yeah the, both of them have been running for a little over two years so nice been going good hell yeah. yeah so as you've grown in the comedy world how do you feel about your comedy in particular and in when do you think that you gained like the confidence to where it's like, okay, I'm a damn good comedian in New York city. We're doing this thing. Um, the, you're asking, when did I know I have confidence? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. When, uh, when were you, cause I I've heard from multiple comedians that it's like, it took a while for them to gain their confidence and their footing. It was like they're writing and performing on stage. When yeah, do you sure. think that you gained that confidence and that footing and how do you feel about your comedy today uh, compared to, you know, back then? Got it. I mean, what's interesting is I feel like there's a power in, like, naivety. So this happened to me, and I see it now. I see it now more in newer comics of, like, you feel like you are really good two years in, three oh, years yeah. in. Okay. You're like, I could be on late night. <laughs> and then as you keep going, you're like, oh, wait, I'm not shit. And then, and then even once, I mean, I'm like maybe seven years in now, eight or seven or eight years in, and that's not even that long in the grand scheme of things. Um, and now I'm like, I have, I, I feel like every day is different where some days I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I am, maybe I do have seven years under me. And then other days I'm like, I, I can't believe I've gone on stage. Uh, I have no right. <laughs> no, look, so I feel that with, with the media, cause it's like. How long? I feel like I've been doing this for like three or four years now. And like the first year I was like, oh, yeah, you interview anybody. But like as I've gotten into it, it's like, no, no, no. There's a lot of work and nuancedness to make to be at the top. And if you want to be at the top, you got to put those 10,000 hours in. I, I I remember a chapel we had where somebody came and talked to us about the 10,000 hours. And it stuck with me to like to be a master of your craft. You got to put that work in. Yeah, and you know what it is, actually? I mean, yes, 10,000 hours, I suppose, as if anybody's freaking counting that. But, like, for me, it's more what I'm realizing is that the strength isn't actually in doing 
the amount of hours. I think it's like it's consistency, doing something yep. consistently, regardless of whether you're doing it well or not. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you're doing it a lot in one day or a little in one, like just committing to something in a consistent way is, I think, what makes an expert showing up even when you're in a bad place or a bad. Yep. One hundred percent. And speak to that a little bit because I think I think we found something there because I agree with you. It's like you have to be consistent because if you don't, you'll lose that edge. And then the people that are listening to you, watching you, whatever it is, they'll see the inconsistencies and the flaws. But whereas if you're constantly giving them quality content or quality shows or whatever it may be, they'll believe in you as a brand and they'll start to understand like, okay, this is the Savannah Desarmo brand. She's a very consistent comedian. When we go to her shows, we know we're going to get a good show every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually less about the consistency of the output and more the consistency of the quality in oneself. Yeah, okay. Like, because there's some days, because I'm not, I'm not a rise and grind kind of person. I'm not like, you must be doing and achieving every day or else you're not a brand, et cetera. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of impossible like, too, to be honest. Like, it's unrealistic and it's yeah. not even like taking into account that, you know, we're all Everybody just like bad humans days. on this yeah. world that exactly. should just like enjoy life too on top of working. 100%. But, um, yeah, I think it's just like, uh, you know, it, for this specific case, like, uh, you know, doing something every day that invests in yourself as either an artist or a human, you know, like making sure you're investing in yourself in some yeah. way. It, I think, it, you know, it, it's kind of cool with stand up because it's like the artist is me and my, my experience as a human being. Yeah. So it's like it matters whether or not my, I can't show up to work sick, you know, mm -hmm. in, in some ways, like mentally sick or physically sick. Um, I have to be taking care of me as the artist and me as the human. 100%. And see, I think that you, you you got something else. And I love that we're going here because I'm there's I, I want to go somewhere else. But we this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of things when that you just said about when creators are starting out, they think, oh, go, 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 go. And they lose the idea of taking care of themselves. And they don't realize that's affecting the work. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Because I experienced that where it's like, I was going, going, going. And then all of a sudden I hit a wall. I realized I wasn't taking care of myself. And then I had mm -hmm. to take a step back, reevaluate, take care of myself. And then the work came out better. Whereas if I would have just took care of myself from the beginning, we wouldn't uh, necessarily, we might not have had that, had to smash into the wall and, you know, need to yeah. fall to realize you got to take care of yourself. I think it's also like, I mean, you can probably speak to this too. Like to me, work in entertainment uh, like i think a lot of people get into the corner of only working and then all they can talk about is work or in my case comedy or acting whatever and i'm like okay but what is like the world around us and the experiences you have or what inform that's what makes yep. you an interesting person and an interesting person to watch um so if you like you know don't go if you don't do other things i mean it hit me like a couple of years ago where i was like i don't have hobbies people ask me oh. what my hobbies are and it's like i have my i have my you know jobs that make me money and i have mm. jobs that don't make me money and yeah I'm like, i mostly am just a job girl and so i was like i have to have i have to have like stupid little interests and 
collect something or something. L- like that. Literally, that's what this is for me. Like I had to, I started reading more. I I had to, I started collecting things because because I, I felt the same exact way. It was like, what else do you do besides what you do? And it's like, man, I, like hobby wise, I don't really do things. I go out, like I go, I try to experience life things. But to your point, yeah. there's no there's no real hobby. So I had to, I started yeah. collecting comics and reading and like. Yeah, that in journaling. What's your favorite comic? What's your favorite comic? Oh man. Okay. Uh, and I and I stand on this hundred percent. I'm gonna grab it. I don't know any comics, by the way. I'm sort of just like wanna know. Oh, I got you. Look, watch. But I'm grabbing <laughs> it because I think that this is, and it's not superhero either. I stand on this because they're adapting a lot of uh, graphic novels into like TV shows, and I feel like they're missing one. A hundred bullets. So. You would okay. it, it, you would actually even like this because it's it's not a superpowers. There's no like fantasy element. Basically, it is this government organization that allows people who are done wrong by corrupt people to, a chance to kill them and get back at them. And if you take the chance, you become part of this organization, the Hundred Bullets, and they train you as an assassin. Oh, that's to start. cool. That's yeah. Cool. So it's like it's a, it's an assassin story. There's a mystery, some government conspiracy as well. So like that's my favorite comic. I think HBO, HBO would kill it. So yeah, I mean that feels like not not the same thing as Watchmen at all because Watchmen has like superpower stuff, but mm-hmm. like similar world as far. No, I get what you're talking. The government conspiracies, yeah. Government kind of sci-fi in the mm-hmm. way that it's sort of like a dystopian world. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So let me. All right. So last time I t- uh, I talked to you, I people don't know this, but you hosted a show called Ghosted, and I sent you a text of one of my ghosted experiences. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> How was that show? And do you have any wild stories? Because I know you do some relationship comedy on on, on with with your uh, act. How was that uh, experience? For sure. So, okay, small correction. It's called Ghost Town. My bad. My my apologies. Um, it's so yeah. The, you know, for for people listening, it was just like a a web series that I did that turned into a live show. Um, I actually don't remember which came first, but I did them kind of at the same time, and the live show lasted like a little over a year. Um, and what was the question? Did I like how? Yeah, any crazy uh, stories or what was the experience like? Well, you know what's interesting is I I started it because I was just like I was in kind of doing the dating world and I was just like very I got consistently so not confused in a mad way just kind of like laugh out loud confusion of why people it was always weird to me that people would just sort of like fade away rather than just being like this isn't for me and mm-hmm. thank God bless because um, I'm more of that camp. Mm-hmm. So I created it because I was like, I just want to talk to people about it because it just feels like this part of dating that I'm new to. And uh, so I would have comedians come on and share a story about a time that they were ghosted. Um, And I mean, we got a lot. I got a lot of stories through that. I'm trying to remember because it was like, this is like pre-COVID. This is a lot. Okay. Okay. Got you. Um, But there was, I mean, I think the real cool takeaway and why I felt like it came to a nice close, it, it was just like, yeah, everyone's got a story, and it's mm-hmm. like everybody is has been on the receiving end. You're I'm lucky if you get a good story from it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and look, let me ask you: Do you think that we have become? Because 
I don't remember. Maybe maybe in high school, it just it, it, we weren't at that age yet. But I don't remember be, ghosting becoming a, a a legitimate thing until we're in our like late twenties, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because the generation under us and even ours, we have a communication, a lack of communication uh, where where we have like an issue due to us being on social media or the phones or whatever it is. Do you think there's a communication issue with us in younger generations? You know, well? initially I did think that, but I actually think ghosting happened before in our grandparents age. Like even ah, in true. fact, I think it was probably easier because it was like there wasn't as much of an onus on people to communicate and track them down (laughs) yeah as often so i think people was just like yeah you never called (laughs) you know (laughs) that kind of thing which is more painful honestly but um i think it's more i think there's more i'm not gonna call it casual dating but people date more and for longer Mm -hmm. so people are in their late 20s and in their 30s and 40s getting ghosted when in reality like generations before us people were just married and not miserable yeah. yeah yeah exactly cheat on each other and it was just like sure yeah, yeah. Get, you get ghosted by your your mistress Husband. yeah that, um, that type of stuff too yeah it, it definitely i mean i do think i think uh there definitely is i don't know do you think there's a communication problem i, I feel like some people some, have it some days i do some days i don't and i think <laughs> So uh, I, cause, okay, so I'm in a relationship. So I, I that's going to be the next thing I ask you about how's the dating scene today. And I've been in one for like four years now. So yeah. I don't know necessarily about how it is today, but I do think just from my dealings with talk friends, talking to people, I do think we do have a little bit of a communication issue. Like I think sometimes because we can hide behind the phone that mm. we don't always say what we truly feel we type out what we know they want to hear and sure. we, and we don't know how to say w- how we feel sometimes i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to say Push back. go ahead I'm say a hot take which i don't know i don't know but i think it's actually that people cuz when i've when i've uh brought people into a situation where they're invited to communicate people mm-hmm. are actually pretty good at uh, it at being okay. upfront i think it's more that people either are too scared to be upfront so it's really more of a fear problem than yep. a communication problem. Or I think I think people think they they that you don't want to hear ah. the truth. So they're sparing you, or they tell themselves that so that they don't have to have the conversation. I like both of those. And 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 to be honest, I definitely believe the fear thing. I think it's a oh scary. I get I mean Yeah, we I'm scared to say how I feel, not that I don't want to. And yeah. I, if it's a pod, I think the only reason I'm an upfront person with kind of, mm-hmm. with stuff like that is it it's actually like self-serving. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm seeing someone, but then the the connection's not there, and then I they're still texting me, and I'm like, I feel so I feel anxious when you text me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna end this so that yeah. we can <laughs> this cut is it, for cut me though. No, but look, I mean, it it helps them because you're being honest with them. Yes, exactly. But I will say in all in all with the ghost town series is like I started it because I ca- I used to care so much when people would ghost me and it was really like painful and would hurt my feelings and there was so much ego attached to it. And then I realized definitely like because I had to the uh, show went on pause and then eventually ended during the pandemic and those year those that those years of doing very little and having a lot of time to reflect I was like, Oh, actually, like, it doesn't matter. 
that obviously I would I prefer honest and open, but if people aren't that way, then that's fine. I don't yeah. care. Okay. You got you I, I would say that's a little hardening. You got a little hard on them, Savannah. You're like hard? I don't think that's hard. I think actually I had like a I think I was harder on people when I had the like like if they if they don't have an honest conversation with you, they're assholes. Wait, you know? no, no, wait, wait. See, I I'm not saying that. I feel like the the um the what you said about how um let me see uh, about how it doesn't matter whether if it happens if it happens cool if it doesn't i feel like that's a self like a, oh i see a, like i got yeah. more jaded i got more jaded a, well, a sure. little bit yeah no yeah that's for sure but i think i was jaded before, before? i had that <laughs> got you got no, you no i think it was more just like it, it actually i think uh, i made a joke there but i think it's like it's actually just K sera sera where i'm like mm. i i have no control over this part of my life anyway so if it people is what it is, choose yeah. to be less communicative than I would want them to be, they're already on the way out as it is. I don't. Got you. It doesn't matter if they show up. Yeah, for, no. For in sure. that moment, um, I, I'm loving this conversation. By the way, this is what I hoped we were gonna do. Hell yeah! So, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about because, like I said, I've been out the game for four years. How is the yeah. relationship world in 2023? Post pandemic, post everything that went down in the world. That's a good question. I don't know if I'm the best like uh, correspondent for that kind for that kind of <laughs> intel. Um, I used to be uh, way more frequent of a dater, and now I, I date very seldomly. I'm really in, I'm enjoying my peace and my solitude. Um, but you know, it's silly. I do think. Where are you based? I forget. I'm in Lafayette still. still in Lafayette. But yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were in New Orleans, but maybe you about to be. There. Yeah, no, I was there oh, for about a little bit. To be. Yeah, well, depending on certain situations with the, got the it, job got and whatnot, cool. but yeah, but look, looking there. Let me say that, looking there. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, I think you know, I think every every like city has a different vibe. So mm -hmm. New York City is like a very brutal place to be dating, says everyone who lives here, but. I think it's a case by case basis. Like some people have a pretty easy time here. For sure, for sure. Okay, I I like that. I like that. Now let me ask you, where do you feel? Just to get a little bit back on business before we uh get to the the final portion of it, where do you feel your comedy is today? And and what kind of if someone was like, okay, I want to go see a Savannah Desormo show, what would you <laughs> say your style is? Sure. Um, my stand up today is great. I feel like I'm like. Definitely, I, I mean, I feel like I'm in a great place. I just like started a sketch group too, which I'm really yeah. loving. And uh, that's been actually a nice like uh, a way to balance my life mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, really great. And then what was the other question? What, what would you say your comedy style is? Comedy style. Um, I think it's a mix of observational and self-deprecation okay um it's definitely like uh frenetic energy mm -hmm. but um it's mostly just uh i think upbeat as opposed to some comics you know are more downward energy yeah very negative i don't mean that in a bad way it's yeah no like, for sure it's just i think there's down up. and up yeah or it's like jenny slate is up mm -hmm. and mark maron is down yeah, 100%. Do you ever dabble in, like, the political commentary, or do you avoid that like the plague? I don't avoid it like the plague. I just think, um, in, unless I come up with a joke that's like, wow, this mm -hmm. needs to be said. 
then I'm not saying it. Gotcha. And I don't really put my other jokes through that filter, I, but I do with political stuff. I think it's just like, it, it's not interesting enough as, or it's very interesting to me. I'm, I'm like a very political person, but I, as far as making jokes about it, I haven't, I can't make that connection yet. Because do you, think, you think it's because you take it so seriously? Honestly, like, probably. Yeah, no, I look, I when whenever I get on a pod and a topic about politics comes up, people always say, Man, then you get you turn to a Debbie Downer, but it's like because I care about this shit. Like this is yeah, our world. No, it's real. I think it's that. I think yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of ground, like there's stuff there to be making for fun sure. Of, but, for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely don't I, as it is, I don't like err on that side of things for my joke making stuff. And then on top of that, I'm like, this is honestly just depressing. <laughs> But I've seen great, you know, I've seen great jokes about, um, you name it. No, for know. sure. Now, I, I got it because I asked you this last time and I want to see if it changed. How do you feel about comedians in the whole camp? This is a topic that's been going on since the last time we had you on pre-pandemic about cancel culture and what comedians can say and can't say. Yeah, I don't I wonder what I said last time. Um, I, I, I can tell you, like, I remember part of it. it, it you okay, said, yeah. You said that there is a line and look, there are certain things that you can say and you can't say. And you should um, basically accept that that that's where the culture is today. Essentially, it's like you can't tell people what to be offended at. It's like, you know, it, there's a there's a hard line. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. The conversation around it is funny to me because every person in recent memory that's been canceled, with the exception maybe of only Bill Cosby, has I'm been uncanceled. And Weinstein, he's still canceled, but that but that's yeah, like you said, unless they're unless serious of people they're in jail, unless they're yeah. in jail. Anyone that's been canceled has actually not been canceled and actually is like making a lot of money and mm -hmm. performing all over and still has a pretty active audience. So the only person I can say besides the two you said is like the baby, because he really I can't like in the rap world, like people don't listen to him anymore, really. Like oh, that was I one that really I don't know stuck. about that one. You but see, I think but I think that's because his talent didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't match the, the <laughs> people were like dying for him to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but to your point, um, I, I, my bad for cutting you off. I just wanted to just throw that in there. No, I, I mean, as but as far as like the comedy world goes, um, I don't. I think actually more people are talking about cancel culture than it actually having an effect on people. That being said, I think like my stance on it is like I don't punch down in my jokes, and I think you said the exact it, that's which that's exactly what you said last it's, time. It's disappointing. It's I think it's disappointing when I see comics that I adore, who are famous and skilled, choosing to punch down. I think yep. that is disappointing. Um, but I think like. Uh, we obviously, yeah, like I said, we have, we have no control over what people like. Yeah. I think it's disappointing that people like that type of humor too, but. You can't control that. Yeah. Like you I, said, I have no, it is what I, it is. I can't busy myself with caring about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, as far as my, what I'll be putting out in the world is like, I'm not going to make fun of people who have less power than me in this world. Yeah, we're not punching down. That's yeah. exactly what you said last time. You said it much better than I phrased it. I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, when you said that that phrase, it's like, oh yeah, that's what she said. But I, mm -hmm. I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's like 
you can choose the low hanging fruit if you want, but there's so much other fruit. Right. You can choose. Why? Why punch down? Yeah, I mean, like, there's to me, there's no reason. You know, I watched, I've watched everything Dave Chappelle has done, and I think he's fantastic. Um, but like, and I can't continue. The he trend. wasn't, he wasn't like, canceled really, but a lot of people were really disappointed. Upset about yeah. it. And I think they're they have a right to be disappointed. The For jokes sure. weren't. The jokes, in my opinion, weren't good enough to warrant the. I agree. The I agree a hundred percent. And it's like there's other things you could talk about, Dave. You're one of the most brilliant comedians out brilliant. there. And Why the do you keep going at the trans community constantly? And what, sh- and what a shame to have that special and all the press about it is about this one joke that's not even the best joke in the special. Mm-hmm. When uh, you were saying a uh, real stuff, serious stuff about police brutality and how African Americans are treated and this that, when it should be the focus on that, instead we're choosing. Right, and then people, the shouldn't. people who should hear those things about police brutality aren't are going to necessarily. You're going to have less people mm-hmm. watching it. Exactly, um, because you're because you're going to offend another group that doesn't need to be offended when they are yeah. literally and the punching bag. I'm right like now. when I watched because I watched the special. I'm like, this is really good, except mm-hmm. for like, that that section. Weird. Yeah, exactly. No. Really weird. But I'm with I'm with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hell yeah, this has been awesome. Now let me ask you. Now we'll get to the fun stuff. I ask every Louisiana person this. Okay. Crawfish or boudin? Oh, come on now. I got to make you choose, man. Oh, well, craw- okay. How's the crawfish prepared? Boil craw- crawfish, however you like uh, it. Whether that's spicy, mild, and from whoever you like it. And the boudin is from your favorite boudin place. That's we're, we're, so hard. The I best of go- the best. I want both, but I'd go crawfish. Okay, boudin or gumbo. Same situation. The best of the- your favorite gumbo... Whether that's chicken, sausage, or seafood, whichever one you prefer. Well, I think I'll do, I'll, I'll seasonal, you know, if it's okay. fall or winter, I'll have gumbo. And if it's, but I, I, no, 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 it is, it is the last, like you, you have to choose one okay, of the Okay, okay, gumbo, gumbo. And but now this, for the I really love Buddha. I don't know why I'm not choosing it. It's okay. okay. Now gumbo or crawfish. We pair them. Gumbo. Nice. Okay. If you're on an island and you get two albums you can bring with you to listen to, which two are you taking? Mm. Um, I don't know which album, but it's definitely a Prince album. Nice. And then... I did not know you were a Prince fan. That's fucking dope. I'm big into Prince. And then probably the other one would be like an Anderson Pack. Nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Did you like what Andy did with Bruno Mars? I did. I I I wasn't crazy about Six so- Silk Sonic. Mm-hmm. I like like watching them together because they just seem like they're having fun. Exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's great. It's great like party music, like background party music. I'm with you. I'm I'm trying to pull up real quick so I could give you mine while we're doing this. My yeah. my, uh, my I think my favorite Anderson Pack album is Ventura. I think it's Ventura. Anderson Pack has a crazy, crazy life. Do you yeah, know? Uh, like uh, read his. So I, I know about how he had to live in the car for a little bit. I don't know exactly. No, what there's more. like there's so much more. He has like a he has Give like a twin. What? He has like a twin. I know I, he was I, homeless I, for a bit. He's homeless, but then he also had like more than one dad. Like he, of course, I can't remember a single detail, but I read <laughs> it. I read I need to read it. recently, and he's like crazy dude. Hell yeah! Okay. Favorite movie or TV show? Or you can give me a couple. You don't have to give me number one favorite. You can just give me like a couple of these are Savannah Tomo's favorite movies Dave. and TV shows. Yeah. 
Like um, like the Letterbox Four. I know you. I know okay, you have okay. Letterbox. Like yeah, give me the four okay, movies, um, four TV shows. I'm really into Love Island. Hell yeah! Now wait, American or UK? UK, UK. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna judge you a little bit if you're gonna give me say the American because American no, was trash compared to I got UK. into a argument last night. I was on a date last night and we got into an argument where he was like really fighting for the U.S. and I was like, this. I just know that that's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm so happy you made that choice. <laughs> <laughs> UK. Or bust. I don't like Australia either. Me neither. Yes, one hundred percent. The UK yeah. is the one. I it's remember the only one that matters. The season um, that stands out in my head is Demi, Shauna, and the twins, Eve, Gail. Yes. My that was a great season with Palum. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that was actually my first season. That was mine too. Because <laughs> I because it came out during pandemic. The pandemic. Yep. So I started that, and then I was like, oh, I'll be watching every single yep. episode. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so great, great show. Um, the other one I love is The Great, which is like a Oh, Catherine the Great? That show? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. Good show. Yep. Yes. And hmm. What the hell else do I watch? Okay, I recently watched this show that is by no means the best show on TV. But, but it's like called it. Farmer Wants a Wife. What? Okay, let me look this I'm up. I'm a big reality. TV no, reality TV is my jam. So this one is absolute trash. I love it. <laughs> it's called oh, Farmer Wants a Wife, and they basically find three farmers and then find women who are like maybe interested in a farm life. I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, this this looks good. So wait, I gotta ask: Have you seen? Um, oh man, now it's coming. Now I'm blanking on. Oh, have you seen like uh the yacht people where they're like uh below deck. Yes, that's my Hello jam. Deck. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I'll, I know people like it. <laughs> Check it out. Okay, so big reality TV show fan. Give me some of your favorite movies. Favorite movies. See, I'm not a movie buff. Okay. But, um, my favorite of all time is uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Nice. So, how do you feel about Chalamet uh, doing the new one? Or did oh, you not right. know that? Yeah, when is that coming out. Christmas. This Christmas, sure, as it yep. should. Um, I I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. I hope he's more like Gene Wilder than uh Johnny Depp because the Gene There's Wilder no one is way my jam. He'll be able to do Gene Wilder. <laughs> I know, I know. But I would much prefer him attempting for that than attempting for whatever Johnny Depp was doing in, in his Sure, years. true, true. I agree. Yeah. With you. So, all right, cool deal. Now, what if someone's going to New York and they're like Savannah? I need to eat two things. What are the two things you're telling them to eat? Ooh, I mean a bagel, like a okay, a bacon, egg, and cheese. You got on, a place on an everything bagel. Honestly, I mean, I don't. All of the like popular places are good, but you know, I think it's the bodegas, the, like the little the local bodegas spots. are the best in my gotcha. opinion. Um, so that's number one, and then number two. Okay, also from a bodega would be a chopped cheese, which okay. is when they like they take like hamburger patty, cheese, like ketchup, mayo, lettuce, tomato, and chop it like Oh, you're a New Yorker it. now. The way you just said that, that sounds straight like New York TikTok, <laughs> like, give me the chopped cheese, uh ketchup, <laughs> mayo, lettuce, chop it up. Yeah, no, for sure. And then they, they put it on a roll. It's delicious. Do you do salt, pepper, ketchup? Of course. Yep, yeah. It's the okay. perfect, it's the perfect hangover food. Now, let me ask you, do you have a pair of Timberlands? 
You got a pair of Tims. I don't because I I don't I I look like I'm trying to fake something. Wear them. They don't they don't um They don't work with the aesthetic. They're not working with like because I'm I have small feet too, so it's like it's giving Ronald McDonald when I wear them. <laughs> so my final question, we ask this to everybody. If you're the director, writer, producer to the Savannah Desarmo movie, how do you want it to end? Oh, um, I feel like on a on a house by the ocean with my lover and a bunch of cats. Ooh, okay. They're sort of just like it's like the end of the good place where they're like sort of just looking out in the sunset, enjoying their days together. Is is there anything billions want, of dollars? I was gonna say, is there anything you want accomplished that you know that you've accomplished? What is there anything in particular that at the end of the movie you, you're looking at, like, oh, mm. I accomplished this? What what accomplishments would you want to be have at the end of that movie? Um, I think I would have wanted to like either star or direct a movie. Um, I think I would have liked to you know, have like a type of fame that's like not everybody knows my name, but people know my work or people know my face or kind of like, I don't, I really love anonymity yeah. a lot. So I'm not interested in being famous truly, but hopefully like- Your work, work we want impact. your work to be famous. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 100%, hell yeah. And see, learning that the, the uh, you want to direct a movie, that'll be the next time I bring you on when we talk about, right. about writing and directing and that stuff. I, I kept it to comedy, but I just learned something new. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm already excited for the next time. Thank you so much, Savannah, oh, for coming yeah. on the show. Tell the people where they can find you. And if, you know, if you have, because we do have a New York uh, audience. If you have any shows going on or anything you got going on coming that people should be awesome. checking out. Yeah, um, my handle on every social platform is at Savannah, D-E-S-O. Um, I just chopped off the last part of my name because nobody knows how to pronounce it or say it or uh, read it even. Um, and I post about my shows there so they can find all the info there. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Savannah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much. want to say thank you so much to Savannah for coming on the show. Make sure y'all go follow her. Make sure if you're in the New York area, you go check out all of her amazing shows and check out her amazing content. But... That's going to do it for this week's episode. You can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros who think at bros who think. Be sure to check out all of our amazing content. And next week, we're going to have some great stuff dropping from Bros Who Binge doing our full Succession series review, as well as Star Wars Visions. And then the Bros Who Think podcast, Jazz, will be back. We'll be talking the best white rapper of all time. We're going to look at the poll. We're gonna t uh, I'm going to try to have us another guest because the interview run we're going on right now, I I'm digging it. So I'm going to try to have us another guest as well as a bunch of One Piece, My Hero, uh, anime and manga content on the YouTube as well as anime talk. Be on the lookout for all of that because we're going to DreamCon again. And I'm excited. We'll talk more about that with Jazz next week. But until next week, y'all have a good one. My name is Lennon Burton for Savannah Desarmo. Have a good one and peace. Oh, no, no, no. Girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink, and then I'm T Pain. You know me, convict music, Nappy Bowie. I know the club, close at three. What's the chances of you rolling with me?